On this episode of Star Wars Time Show, the SWTS bros are digging into their bag of special topics, and they're rejuvenating a topic that they've used before, but they're going to apply it to the sequel trilogy, or what has now become known, the Age of Resistance. That right, the dudes are interviewing celebs again. Fake celebs, that is. Cue the music. everyone, welcome back to a brand new, and as you heard it, a special topic episode of the Star Wars Time Show. It's Matt and Nick, and we're back, and we're going to talk to some celebrities, in particular, the mains, the leads, the big four, if you will, from the Age of Resistance films, which, if you're keeping score, is TFA, TLJ, and Tross. So if if you're new to this type of special cast, let me break it down for you. We've, we've done one before where Nick and I ask famous Star Wars celebrities questions. And then we try to channel their spirits, or their essence, if you will, into our own bodies, very Sith-like, and give the answers we think they would say to our questions. All right, sounds like a fun little uh, exercise, people. Yay, you're in, you're good. All right, so the big four, in case you're wondering, from the Age of Resistance films are Daisy Ridley, Oscar Isaacs, John Boyega, and last but not least, Mr. Adam Driver. So Nick and I sat down, we cooked up questions for each one of these Star Wars celebrities, and we're going to ask them, the other one's going to answer, and then the original question asker could chime in with their own thoughts on what they think the Star Wars celebrity would say. All right, my friend, we've done this before. It was a fun little uh, exercise. We're doing it again for the new films. I say, let's go ahead and uh, let the lady lead here. Let's go ahead and ask Daisy some questions first. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, that makes sense. So I just want to let you guys know that Matt and I did some meditation before this cast. We got in tune with the Force. We are channeling all of these answers directly from the brains of these people. Right, I mean, so, th- this is like take it to the bank shit. This is exactly what they would say. Yeah, so what you hear out of our mouths is is the true answers from these people. Right. So I'll kick off the first. We have two questions for each person. So I'll ask my questions to Matt Ridley Daisy, you know, Haywood here. (laughs) Um, So first question for you, Daisy. Do you think that Star Wars will have a positive effect on your career moving forward? Well, Nick. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's already been obvious that it has a positive effect on my career. I believe after The Force Awakens, I was already producing my own movies. And you typically don't get to do that as a brand new actress in Hollywood. I've also starred in a few other feature films. I'm in additional feature films coming out this year. I'm, of course, in Star Wars, which is going to give me this positive boost pretty much for my entire life. I will always have work. The one thing I'm concerned about, though, is that my career goes the way of Mark Hamill or Carrie Fisher. Now, I think they chose to kind of stay out of big-time Hollywood movies, but you never know. So, I mean, there could be a little Star Wars stink that could affect my career. But for the most part, it's been super positive, and I am rich bitch. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that you nailed it on the head. You know, you got money. You don't need to worry about financial security for a long time. And I think that, you know, the, the effect that happened with Carrie and with Mark 
was kind of a specific thing to that era because back in those days, like being typecast as somebody or like not being able to escape right. the persona that you played in the movie was very common. And I don't think that really applies so to I, actors. I agree. I mean, look now. at the landscape now, uh, the just streaming and the long form TV. I mean, there used to be a time, even when I told Hank the stuntman, I'm like, dude, McGregor's going to be getting a Kenobi TV series. He's like, nah, fuck that, man. He, Ewan can't do TV. I was like, bro, that, that those days are over. Where, yeah, where exactly. TV's like a like a like a death nail for a Hollywood actor or a film actor. I mean, now it's they're they're gonna probably prefer the long form Game of Thrones, uh, you know, the boys, you name it type of series. So I, I agree. That's a good point, Nick. I, I think unlike Mark and Carrie, I mean, Harrison did all right for himself, but unlike those two, they they were kind of typecast. And you know, luckily Mark had his voice work and Carrie had her writing, this, that, and the other thing. So, I mean, they were always fine, but I, I think Daisy could star in whatever she want. And people are going to sit there and be like, you should only be in movies and you should only be Ray. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that that's a worry for her. So second question for Miss Ridley, um, does Ray have a true love interest in these films or is she too focused on her own thing to worry about that? So we know that you know, it's being teased. It's always been teased since the first movie that, you know, Ray and, and Finn may have a thing. And, you know, Ray Lowe, Ray and Kylo may have a thing. Does Daisy have time or does Ray have time for a true love interest? Ray is not interested in love, my friends. She loves everybody, but mostly as friends. But if she had to choose a love interest from the Age of Resistance... Ray would choose Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron. Finn is more of a brother to her. Okay. And Finn may or may not be getting his dick wet with some other girl from Star Wars that we met Many. in TLJ. Many other girls. <laughs> and I don't know if you noticed me and Poe on the bridge of the Millennium Falcon at the end of TLJ, but we kind of had some, you know, wink-winky looks. So yeah. if Ray did pursue love, I think it would be with... Poe Dameron. Okay, that's an interesting answer. Thank you very much for your time, Daisy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to flip the script now. Now Matt's going to shoot his questions to Daisy over to me. All right, so Daisy, what was your least favorite aspect of The Last Jedi? And that could just be how the movie turned out, you're working on the film, or just all the stuff that surrounded it. Huh, so my least favorite aspect of The Last Jedi is... I would say the lack of, you know, meaningful information that Luke gave Ray when she was on Acto. You know, I learned some things, but mostly I was learning things by myself. You know, I was learning about, you know, the force through my own meditations. I, I, I learned about, you know, this this dark force little cavern on my own. Green and, teddy milk. Yeah, all of those things. And, you know, just the... You know, I wish he, you know, he would have given me a little bit more, you know, mentoring and guidance and not so much, you know, divisiveness and, you know, kind of get out of here feelings. So that's kind of, you know, the one thing that I would say is my least favorite aspect. But as Daisy, I had a great time. As Ray, I wanted to learn a little bit more about the Force from my Jedi Master. Yeah, that's a good answer there, Daisy. I uh, I could see that, and quite frankly, as a fan, that was one of the things that bummed me out about Luke and TLJ. Not, not all the other stuff people get angry about, but just the way he treated your character, Ray. So uh, I, I could get down with that. I, I also think Daisy might have said uh, 
all the social media bullshit with her and um, shit, Kelly Marie, Ryan, that type of stuff, like like the fan fallout, I think she might have, if she was talking about something outside of the film itself. Uh, I, agree I don't with think that, yeah. she, I mean, she fucking deleted her social presence because of TLJ, so. Uh, I think she would go there, too. But yep. good one there. All right. So that takes care of Daisy, my friend. We're going to move on to who I think well, is Well, you got her. one more? Do you have one more for Daisy? Oh, yeah. That's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, people. I'm getting excited. Run it up. All right, Daisy. So would you ever consider coming back for more Star Wars after Episode Nine? I would consider coming back like 20 years later. <laughs> so um, I've enjoyed my time. I've really enjoyed working with the people that I work with. I think that that's the hallmark for me is that I've been able to work so closely with Oscar Isaac, with John Boyega, these people who have really elevated my performances and my career. I loved spending time with with legends like, you know, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill, but I feel like after these three films, I want some time to really explore my career outside of Star Wars and then kind of come back to it on my own terms. You know, when when it makes sense for for Ray to come back into the fold, then I'll be there. But nothing immediate. All right. Follow up question. Mm -hmm. How much money would it take to get you to come back right away? Right away. It depends on the offers I have on the table. Right now, I'm talking to you know the Star Trek people about a possible role there. <laughs> no, so, money wise, I mean, I gotta you know, I gotta ask for at least ten like mil Tom- a movie, right? Oh man, I thought you'd go Tom Cruise money, twenty mil, twenty mil, mil a movie. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm the main character in this motherfucker. Like this is my trilogy. Damn straight. So if they want if they want the the pimp Ray back, they gotta they gotta pay the pimp money. You All can't right. just give me. I some, feel that. You know, I feel $2 that. Two million dollars. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Daisy, good answer. Okay, so uh, moving on. Now we can move on from Daisy and go to who I think she should love, and that's Oscar Isaac. So go ahead, Nick. Give me give me some Oscar questions. Oscar Isaac, good sir. You're a famous person before Star Wars. But as with most people going into this new trilogy, you were probably a fan of Star Wars before. You probably grew up watching the OT. You've seen the prequels. If there was one character that you could play from the original trilogy, who would it be and why? Oh, great question, Star Wars Time Show. Uh, this is, um, I have two characters in mind. I'm probably going to go with the easy one. And I would say Han Solo because I, I, I played a little Han Solo in the Poe Dameron character. He kind of has that cockiness to him, especially when he's in the cockpit of his X-Wing fighter. Uh, he's not the, the ultimate do-gooder. He will go against authority. So I think Han Solo would have been a good fit for me. My, my second answer and the reason I wouldn't have gone with this because he was not a main character and I would have not gotten enough screen time because, you know, I am a beautiful man and I need to be seen as much as possible. That's why I'm still not a huge fan of TLJ. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> the other character would be Wedge, naturally because I'm already a great X-Wing fighter. That's a good call. I like those two characters. I had one other in mind for you, though, Oscar. 
And I would have pegged you as a fantastic Lando Calrissian. Oh, oh, you're right. I'm an idiot. (laughs) I could see. He has that Rico Suave. He does. He does. You see the little debonair come out every now and then with with Poe. And I really I'm telling you, he he, I fucked Ray at the end of TLJ. Yeah. Y'all hopped on the Falcon. Everybody needed a little (laughs) bit of consoling. They looked at each other like, yeah, we could have sex. Yeah, they could definitely get it down. But so. it's coming from a guy that gets, you know, chubs looking at Tagruta aliens, so. It's true. You, you <laughs> we can't really trust my, my, my uh, sexual tendencies here. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that, that, that you could have played a fantastic Lando. Yeah, I like this. I would, I would have taken them all, but, yeah, I, I kind of like being Poe. Yeah, yeah. Poe is a fantastic character in his own right. Second question for you, sir. Does Poe have what it takes to be the true resistance leader. I'm talking the person who fills the shoes of General Leo Organa. Not, you know, not a, a fighter, not the leader of a squadron, not an admiral of the, of the fleet, the true leader of the resistance. This could be a really long answer, so I'll try to make it short for you, Nick. I would say at this immediate moment, no. I'm still... A boots-on-the-ground type of guy. I'm not leaving my girl Ray and my man Finn and BB-8 hanging this time. I'm going out on that goddamn adventure with them. I'm not getting stuck sitting on a ship running away from the First Order causing mutinies. I want to be out. I want to be in the action. I actually want to do something this time. So, therefore, I can't just sit back in the command center and direct the troops, lay down strategies set up my fleet for the attacks. I need to be in the trenches. So, no, I am not ready. Do I have what it takes? I have what it takes. I'm just not ready quite yet. Okay. Yeah, I would agree with you there. There's a lot of fight left in you, a lot of fight left in Poe that he really needs to get out before he can kind of take that that leadership, sit back kind of tactical, strategic leader position. We saw that in TLJ, obviously, quick to the trigger, doesn't really think a lot before he makes his decisions. And we see where that got to the the resistance. But uh, I do think that, like you said, you have what it takes deep down. You just need to come to terms with that part of yourself before you get there. So, um, all right. Well said, sir. All right. So Oscar two, here's some questions for you. I like this one, right? Are you ready for this? I'm ready. All right. So who is the best pilot out of Poe? Han, Luke, and Anakin. Oh, man, this is a good one. This is a good one. I mean... And feel free to rank them if you would like. I will go through and I will assign a rank. So... What I will say is that... How narcissistic are you? (laughs) Or Oscar? Hmm. I mean, I have to say that I'm the best. You know, people have asked me this question before. And I straight out said, I'm the best. I could fly anything. I'm not a, you know, Han, he's the Millennium Falcon guy. He flies the Falcon. That's his baby. We haven't seen him fly much of anything else. He wasn't even flying the Imperial Lander at the end of ROTJ. That was Chewie. Fly casual, remember? He didn't even take that job. He only flies the Falcon. All right, so I'm going to put Han last. 
Oh, Hans number some shit four. talking there. Even with all he did, Oscar, in the Kessel Run and in the no Kessel movie, Run, you're still discounting this. I'm discounting it. I'm discounting it. I'm going to say Hans number four. I'm number one. Boom. Two and three. So where the Dad Skywalker bros go? Yeah, so, you know, we don't like the portrayal of Anakin in the prequel trilogy, but there's no doubt that this kid was a killer behind the wheel. Behind Todd the sticks. Racing, blew up his own Trade Federation ship all, be, all by the age of 10. Yeah. And then we move on to piloting a f- crashing uh, CIS ship and saving everybody on board. The, the, the tactics and the antics that he would do and the dogfights that we saw in, um, in ROTS. I mean, Anakin, he may have had the force on his side. He may have had the highest midichlorian count of all time. But you can't deny the guy's skills. He's number two. He's right behind me. I'd take him in a dogfight. Oh, listen to this guy. <laughs> he number is a cocky-ass Poe. Number three is got to, you know, Luke Skywalker. He's got chops. He blew up the Death Star. But we really don't see him fly all that much. You know, we see yeah, his All he's skills. ever doing is carting his ass off to Dagobah to go yeah. mope. And then when he com- comes in on Dagobah, he's coming through some heavy atmosphere. I get it. And he doesn't know the terrain below him. I understand. Fucker but he crashes, crashes shit. into a bog. Can't even get his ship out. I mean, it's embarrassing. I mean, hell, let's not even bring up what he did at Acto with his ship. Yeah, it's just drowned just, it. Just I fucking mean, ditched it in the water yeah. and ripped the wing off for his door. I mean, he doesn't respect the machine. He doesn't. He doesn't. You know, we've heard his tales of, you know, bullseyeing womp rats in a T-16 back home. But he's not really a pilot at heart. He is a... You know, he's a fighter. He's a fighter. He's an on-the-ground fighter. He had some fancy moves during the, you know, the Battle of Hoth. But he's number three. The only reason that I put him above Han is because at least he has a little bit of diversity in the ships that he flies. You know, he flies a few different things here and there. Snow speeder, land speeder, X-wing. He's got he's got some chops. He's got the force. He didn't. He, he blew up a Death Star of his own. Han Solo didn't even blow up a Death Star. Fucking Lando Calrissian got a Death Star kill at least. Oh, jeez. It sounds like Oscar fucking hates Han Solo. <laughs> There's some real animosity between you two. A- anyways, I, I I think that list is pretty legit, and I would argue Poe should take the, the top spot specifically because of the Skywalker's force powers. Yeah, exactly. I don't have any force They're essentially cheating. And I still think Poe's maneuver at the Battle of Takadana is one of the most impressive dogfighting sequences we've ever seen. I mean, the guy took out, I think, four or five enemy ships, blew up a battalion on the ground. You got Finn running after him like, woohoo! Oh, yeah. Woo! So, yeah, I, I, I agree. I like that. Poor Han, though, man. That's his whole life. His whole claim to fame is being the best pilot in the galaxy. So. I know. I mean, it takes a it takes a, a little bit, though, <laughs> to get that top Fuck spot. Fuck you, Han Solo. <laughs> All right, next up for you, Oscar. Did you like Poe's role in The Last Jedi? I liked it. I liked it, and I'll tell you why I liked it. Because it was, it was a learning experience for me. I thought that I was ready to be the leader. I thought that I was ready. I thought that I could tell Leia and Holdo, and all of these people out there how to run shit. And I got knocked down. And if it wasn't for what happened to me in TLJ, then I may still be that cocky asshole who gets people in his squad killed and, you know, half the resistance wiped out. 
I needed that learning experience to rein myself in and to learn that not everything can be solved by blaster fire. And it really changed me and changed my my whole outlook on what this resistance is and what my role is in it. Got it. So that, that's Oscar's Poe post-TLJ. I would, I would argue if Oscar answered it as himself, as an actor that wants screen time and heroic shots, he probably wouldn't have said, yeah, it sucked. Yeah. I was definitely... literally, I had an opening sequence where I looked cool. And then for the rest of the movie, I sat and whined and bitched and moaned on a capital ship. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't, I definitely didn't have enough pretty boy shots in that movie. I didn't have enough <laughs> heroism. Um, but, you know, I had a lot of heroism in, in, you know, in TFA, helping to coordinate the strike on Sky, uh, Starkiller Base, the, the Takadana thing that you mentioned before, and just a lot of really good opportunities to shine. And, you know, I guess when you shine that bright in one movie, you got to shine a little less bright in another. Oh, but. look at this guy. <laughs> the narcissism never stops. <laughs> All right. So those were Oscar's questions. Right. So now we're moving on to my man. Johnny Boy. Johnny Boyega, to be particular about it. So I got a couple of questions for you, Mr. Boyega. Um, this one is going to be a question for you, John, not Finn, not your character. If you, John, could go on a date with either Ray, Leia, or Padme, who would you choose and why? Not the actresses, the characters. Yeah, what you talking about, bruv? <laughs> um, John Boyega, who would I pick? A date with the characters, Ray, Leia, or Padme. And we're talking in their prime, right? We're not talking, we're talking like prequel Padme, OT Leia, sequel Ray, right? That's, that's yes. what we're getting at here, Mr. Correct. Nick. Huh, let me see. They're all beautiful women. They all obviously share similar traits. The, the dark hair, the dark eyes, the beautiful face, the lovely bodies, the smart minds. Can a brother just get all three? You're going to go on, so are you going to set the dates up where you go on one date and all three of them are there? Or are you going to set up like the, the loop-de-loo where you got one somewhere, another no, one I, I'm going to roll place. like a Mac Daddy. I'm going to have together. two on one arm, one on the other. Nice. And I may even be wearing my Stormtrooper outfit from TFA. There you go. That's a good answer. But, I mean, if, you, if you're going to make me pick one, Nick, I would probably go with Ray. Ray. Interesting. With Ray. I, I really does... uh, really enjoy the character, like her power, like her looks, obviously. And I'm just, you know, I'm a fan of Daisy. We're, we're, we came into this together. We, we've gone through the experiences. Why not? Let's do it. Okay. okay. Maybe I we've like already it. done it. You never know. Maybe. There's a lot of story to be told between There's a lot these, of downtime on these sets, people. Oh, yeah. So, good answer, sir. You always take all three if you can. <laughs> all right. Next question for you, Mr. Boyega. This is about your character, Finn. FN2187. Do you think that Finn needs a full backstory for him to have, for him to be a deep and meaningful character? Do we need to know what his background is? Do we need to know who his parents are or anything like that? Shit, son. 
You're saying I'm not a deep and meaningful character yet? I just, it's just that was question. established in TFA. We don't need a big backstory about how I was conscripted as a baby and stolen and brainwashed. That, that, that serves no purpose. What made me meaningful was that I was the first First Order trooper to break conditioning, get my ass off of a First Order Star Destroyer, and somehow live to tell the tale. That made me meaningful enough. And just, you know, running in with, with Ray and ultimately doing the right thing with her and the resistance. I'm already deep. I'm already meaningful. No one really needs to know where I came from. It serves no purpose at this point. It's on film. You've seen Finn. Did you guys almost cry when you thought Finn was going to die at the end of TLJ? You know you did. You wouldn't do that if, I, if Finn wasn't already deep and meaningful. So no, I'm good. Okay, good answer. Good answer. I like it. And I agree with you. I don't think we need to know. It doesn't matter if your father is nobody or if your father is Lando Calrissian. You're a badass motherfucker. Damn Skippy. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so, my turn to ask Nick Boyega some questions. Did you ever feel like Finn could be Force-sensitive? For a second, I was going to try to do a really shitty British accent because he's, you know, he's from the UK. I'm yeah, not that's why that. I stopped it just <laughs> saying the word bruv. I was like, fuck that shit. Yeah, it's hard to do. We, we'd all like do. sound like, have like this cockeyed like, hello, gabna. Yeah, just some just terrible. It's like how like when they shit. do an American accent, they all sound like they're from the fucking south and can't read. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So do I ever feel like Finn could be force sensitive? I mean... Yeah, you know, looking at that TFA trailer, I kind of got pumped. You know, I saw myself as the main guy in the in the first trailer, popping up from the sand, wearing the stormtrooper outfit, igniting that lightsaber. I thought I was the bad motherfucker. I thought I was the Jedi. And I kind of wish that I was the Jedi, if I'm going to be real with you. I want to be the Jedi. Do I feel like I could be Force-sensitive? Like you mentioned before, Matt Boyega, I'm the only First Order trooper to break the mind, the, the, the mind washing, the brain control. And yeah, I think I could be force sensitive a little bit. If that little kid with the broom can be, I can be too. Damn Skippy. It's definitely a popular fan theory. I mean, again, you're on the poster, TFA, holding the lightsaber. Ray isn't. It could still come to fruition. Could happen. It could happen. All right. Well, thank you, sir. Next one. This is a fun one here, because similar to one that Matt Boyega was asked. But let's play a little game. This game's called F, Mary Kill. For those of you, the F stands for fuck. So, F, Mary Kill for Finn. Rose, Ray, or Jaina Jana? Oh, you, this is tough, sir. This is a tough question. I mean, there is there's no doubt for Finn. The Mary is Ray. My heart beats for Ray from the moment that I saw her on Jakku, <laughs> holding her hand as many times as I could. Yeah, Just, you creep. She hated that. <laughs> Just heartbroken when I saw Kylo Ren carrying her into that lander and flying off. And then my only, only desire throughout... TLJ was to find my one true love, Ray, the one true love that I have. So marry, I will marry Ray. All right. We could have four sensitive babies. So who um, are you fucking and killing? 
This is a tough one. This is a tough one. As the not real John Boyega, I know very little about Janna, so this makes it kind of hard. <sighs> you know, Janna, she seems like a cool chick. You know, she seems like she's a leader. She seems like she's a real go-getter. She seems like she's out there supporting her tribe, her people. She's trying to do everything that she can to protect them from these outside forces that could be encroaching on them. And that's really kind of hot. It's attractive. I like it. I like a warrior woman. Uh-oh. And I think I know where this is going. I know. It's it's tough. It's tough because, you know, Rose and I, we had our we had our, our fling. We had our moments. But I think I would go F Jana until further notice because, as I said, I have no clue what this fucking character is. <laughs> but I can't kill Rose. You're killing Look, Rose. I can't he kill Rose. He killed Rose. I, there is a spot in my heart for Rose. Was she Finn's, annoying? Finn's a yes. Star Wars troll. <laughs> was she a bit annoying at the beginning? Yes, I agree. She was a real thorn in my side, real pain in my ass. But you know, Rose really showed me who I can be in this resistance and this in this whole universe really broke down to me that I'm not just some, you know, some figurehead without any kind of substance behind him that I have meaning that I'm more than just you know, what people perceive me to be. So I'm not going to kill Rose. I'm going to be friends with Rose. Oh, that's, friends that's, with that's, Rose. That's, that's not how the game works. So if Matt <laughs> Boyega stepped in, Matt Boyega would kill Jaina, marry Rose, and fuck the shit out of Ray. Whoa! Whoa, okay. We Where's the I, kill Jaina come from? Just because you don't know who she is yet? Yeah, she's expendable. <laughs> yeah. You know, there, there's no history yet, so it's easy. She's done. Okay. All Wipe right. her off the table. Don't have to worry about it. Not even a second thought. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> That's how Matt Boyega rolls. All right, man. Let's, uh, <coughs> did we get it? Yeah, we got our two. Yep, we got yep. the two. Okay, for, so moving on to uh, Mr. Happy here. Yeah, so Mr. Driver. Adam Driver. Kylo Ren. This guy, you know, Adam, you were a pretty prominent actor in hollywood before this you know girls some smaller movies you just came out with black klansman fantastic film do you think with the success of this new trilogy and how much people have really attached themselves to your character of kylo ren if there's one character in this movie that people you know don't really shit on as much as the other ones or really kind of enjoys kylo ren so would you ever consider coming back to the small screen for Kylo? You've done HBO before. You've done TV. Would you consider coming back as Kylo Ren for Disney Plus content? Let's get one thing straight here. I have my own sector of internet trolls that think I'm a pussy that has done nothing. So I do, I do get shit on too. Not as much as some of my other co-characters. But I do get shit on too. So would I, would I come back and play Kylo Ren? Does a bear shit in the woods is how I like to respond to that. They okay. do. It's money, my, it's money, my man. It's, it's, it's exposure. I'll do it. I may not promote these things. I may kind of treat them like Harrison Ford. But in the end, 
as long as I'm working, making cash, I like the character, I get real intense, almost too intense, I get method almost, so yeah, why not? I think he's going to be killed off, but I, I would do it, why not? Nice, nice, I think there's a lot of good content for Kylo Ren series on Disney+, Plus and we see some heavy hitters going to Disney+. Plus. You got Jeremy Renner going there. You got Tom Hiddleston. You got Ewan McGregor. These are killers going to Disney+. Plus. So I don't think that you're too good for it either, Adam. Um, next up for you, sir. Question about your character, Mr. Ren. Do you think Kylo in his head, since he's turned to the dark side, do you, know, do you think that Kylo has known this whole time that what he is doing is wrong? And if he knows what he's doing is wrong, why does he continue to do it? This is actually a great, a great question. I sound like Elmer Fudd right there. Great question. Great question, you wascally wabbit. <laughs> uh, no, it really is, because I've always wondered why the character sits there and worships a melted helmet, knowing full well what that helmet represents at this point, at least in, in the Star Wars universe and Kylo's life. I mean... You would have hoped that either his uncle, his mom, his dad, hell, anyone around him as a child would have sat him down and said, you know what, Ben? Your grandfather, Anakin Skywalker, he did some really fucked up shit as Darth Vader. Really fucked up shit. Like, we're talking Jerry Springer level family reunion type of shit. But in the end, his son, your uncle, was able to turn him back to the good side and he helped Luke vanquish the Emperor by tossing him down an energy shaft. So I always wondered, why would this guy, in turn, worship Vader for his evil deeds? What is wrong with Kylo? Why is he doing this? Is he a double agent? Is he doing the long game? Has he gone undercover knowing full well that Snoke was not the main enemy? And he's known about Palpatine fucking around out there in the unknown, unknown regions. It's, it's very hard to explain Kylo's behavior and how he behaves and all the bad shit he does. Uh, but it could also be just like his grandfather when Anakin crumbled. I mean, good guys can go bad based on shit that happens in their life. You know, maybe his young Kylo or young Ben, his parents splitting up, his mom never paying attention to him, his dad never paying attention to him. Who knows? Maybe that's why he rebelled. Maybe he, that's why he's like, fuck everybody. I'll show you. Here I am. I'm Ben. See me. See what I can do now as Kylo Ren. I will fuck all of you up for ignoring me as a kid. Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely a possibility. We know that you come from a broken home. We know that your father and mother separated maybe while you were still around. So, I mean, that can really mentally scar a kid. And then you see your your uncle hovering over you with an ignited lightsaber as you sleep, that can emotionally scar any human being. So I can definitely see both of those, you know, things he, he, playing um, out. Ben Solo definitely didn't have a great upbringing, and all of that and the, and the mental anguish could, could definitely lead someone to go postal, if you will. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, your turn. Okay, Nick Driver. And this kind of ties into one of the questions you just asked Matt Driver, but do you personally hate Star Wars fame 
in a similar fashion to Harrison Ford, because somehow you've gotten out of promoting the last two films, and you basically do no press for Star Wars at all. I don't hate the films, you know, I, I really don't. I think that... How about the fame? Do, do you hate being tied to Star Wars kind of like Harrison does? Oh, I was famous far before this, so I don't need to worry about being tied to no Star Wars fame. So this is... I appreciate the fame. I appreciate the, you know, the fact that I don't have to do press, and I'll tell you why. Disney doesn't even ask me to. They get John, they get Oscar, they get Daisy, they get Mark... They get all these other yeah, guys seriously, out there. Seriously, you're literally one of the main cast members. How, how have you not been at the celebration panels for TLJ and Tross? And you pretty much do nothing until the late night circuit right before the movie comes out. Yeah, I mean, I guess my agent really worked that contract Yo, well. Oh, shit. My hey, agent. it's Matt Boyega here. Can you get me your agent, please, Nick yeah. Driver? Because I'll tell you what. I'm getting tired of getting trotted all around the country to cheerlead for these Star Wars movies. Yeah, I mean, I'll hook you up with my with my guy, Mr. Boyega. But okay, yeah, you. I just got a, I just got a good I got a good agent. I got a good deal on these. If you look at the, you know, the the, the people coming into this trilogy, you could argue it was a toss up between me and Oscar Isaac about who's the most famous coming in. True. You know, <laughs> so I had a little bit of leverage. You know, Daisy. I would even nothing. argue Oscar probably had the the most high profile credits coming in oh yeah he did you know lewin davis yeah, he had ex machina i mean he had some he had some good stuff on his resume but you know i was a long-standing actor on very popular hbo sh- series called girls you know I, and, and we'll give you credit mr driver i mean not to be mean here but you're kind of an ugly motherfucker and when ugly motherfuckers <laughs> reach the level of fame and success you do in hollywood you clearly are a fantastic actor. Oh, yeah, I am. I got a big-ass nose. There ain't no doubt in that. So sometimes it's a little hard to get the, the, the prime time spot when you got a schnoz like this. <laughs> the so. leading man? You're not getting many leading man roles? <laughs> no, no, no. But, yeah, right, I mean, buddy. I just we, we love negotiated. You, you're, you're a pro. All right. What you got next? Next question. Will Kylo Ren be remembered for doing something else? Epic. I'm talking epically amazing. Uh, maybe like the the Vader reveal to Luke, but even bigger than that. Will we see something like that go down in Rise of Skywalker? In the Rise of Skywalker, I mean, of course. Do you think I would have agreed to this series if I didn't have the epicest of moments in this motherfucking trilogy? So you're telling I, us you're dying. I am the main character of this trilogy. I don't know what Miss Ridley told you earlier in this segment. I'm the main character of this trilogy. You know, Ray's a pretty flat character. Yeah, she's got force powers. Yeah, she's trying to do good and blah, 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 Are blah. Are you calling her a Mary Sue, Mr. Driver? Everybody loves Ray. I love Ray. But <laughs> who is the most intriguing character in this trilogy? Me. The only reason that Ray beat me in the forest on Starkiller bases because I got shot by the most powerful hand, you know, handheld weapon in the entire fucking galaxy. I had a piece of superheated metal stuck in my hip. I just got my arm sliced. Your dad's dog definitely fucked you up. Yeah. Like I was fucked up. And then I get into a lightsaber fight with the other guy 
Mr. Finn, this fucking traitor stormtrooper, and he cuts my shoulder, and everybody wants to say that Ray kicked my ass on Starkiller base, when basically I had one leg and one arm. Like, And your intestines were probably falling out. Yeah, give me a break. I am the main character of this trilogy. I have the most interesting story to tell. So, of course, I'm going to have an epic moment in The Rise of Skywalker. So, so you're saying it's not you that's going to die heroically. It's going to be Rey saving you because you are the chosen one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, let's get that straight. Interesting. Yes. That's how this is going down. <laughs> Man, we should always just keep doing that. I think we're starting to get into this. We're like little thespians. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, that was <laughs> funny. Uh, but that uh, we we ran out of our questions. And uh, I know hey. we thought we, you know, Matt and I actually had a few more. We had three for each character initially, but we were like, oh, we don't want to go too long. Yeah, and I deleted them, and there's no way my short-term memory will ever remember yeah. them. So it's like, fuck it. Yeah, but no, this was a good one. This was a good a good time. <laughs> Dumbasses. <laughs> uh, no, it was fun. I mean, it's, it's a fun little segment. It, it's one that we will pull out again. I mean, there, there's plenty of Star Wars actors to kind of play this game with. Oh, yeah. Uh, we still but got it's, the it's always trilogy. fun. I think this time we, we really settled into uh, the the character acting aspect of it and trying to channel the characters. Maybe next time we'll, we'll, we'll do a little bit better on the voice work, get some accents down or talk real deep. If we're Adam driver or try the, you know, the, the UK accent for John, but that was a good time. And that, that's what it means to be a star Wars fan. It's sitting down with other like-minded individuals and just shooting the shit, pretending, speculating, rumor mongering, whatever you want to call it. Speaking of rumors and speculations, we'll be getting back to that on the next primetime show of the Star Wars Time Show. You know, the one where we do the top five, the one where most of you listen to, because a lot of times we're talking about you, but we love you either way. You are our community, and that makes you radical. So you know what to do when it's time to sign off. I know it is a sad time, but we will be back. Fear not. If you skipped episode 65, You've got some more content to listen to right after this. And you know we'll be cranking out 67 next week and possibly 68 because we do work. And you can do work for us too. StarWarsTime.net. Hit the subscribe to podcast link. Subscribe to your podcast platform of choice. And once you get there, we'd really love any sort of likes, ratings, or reviews. Do the same thing on YouTube if you care to watch the podcast because we've got you covered on all angles here at the Star Wars Time Show. And remember, if you listen to the Star Wars Time Show, the Force will be with you always. (laughs) 